Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today we're going to discuss pain in cats. Cats present a special health challenge for both their owners and veterinarians because they're so skilled at masking pain and discomfort when they're injured or ill. As your kitty's primary advocate, it's important to realize that pain is a serious medical problem requiring treatment. It can delay or prevent proper healing uh, from an injury or surgery, and it can also cause a loss of appetite, which for kitties can ultimately be life-threatening. Chronic pain can cause inactivity and loss of overall quality of life. It can also damage the bond you share with your kitty if his personality or behavior changes or if he becomes aggressive, which is not uncommon. In addition, when pain isn't managed effectively, it can progress from what we call adaptive pain, pain caused by a specific injury or condition, to pain that is maladaptive. Maladaptive pain is its own disease and must be dealt with in addition to routine pain management. Maladaptive pain can be a much longer duration than normal pain and considerably more challenging to treat. So above all, I recommend uh, for all of these reasons and more that it's very important to have your cat examined by your veterinarian as soon as you suspect that there could be the presence of a painful condition or situation. Some of the most common causes of pain in cats include trauma or injury. So obviously anytime your cat is unexpectedly injured, you need to assume that there's some pain involved. GI tract disturbances can cause pain. Ingestion of poisons, dental or oral infections can cause a lot of discomfort. Urinary tract disease, infections of the eyes, ears, and skin, arthritis, diseases of the back or spine, any type of surgical procedure, including dental procedures, of course, as well as significant diseases like cancer. All can cause pain. Some causes of pain in cats are more obvious than others. For example, most cat parents know that if their pet has been injured and is recovering from surgery, or if they've had gum disease, or they're clearly treating an eye problem, or a recurrent ear issue, that you can tell that they're painful there. But less obvious reasons for pain uh, can be an underlying issue that can be slow but consistently there and just create um, subtle symptoms that your cat isn't right. So things like a headache. We know that cats can get headaches or even migraines, but we don't diagnose them in veterinary medicine. But certainly the, that symptom is there and is probably intensely painful. Stomach aches are another thing that we anticipate all animals have, but we don't necessarily know it's occurring at that time or anything going on inside of your cat's body that we can't see that could make, make for some discomfort. Older kitties absolutely can develop older cat aches and pains, osteoarthritis, intervertebral disc disease, and spondylosis, or other types of joint degeneration can also be possible, all of which create some discomfort in the body. If you notice subtle signs of pain in your cat, I recommend having your kitty evaluated by your veterinarian. And the sooner you find out the underlying cause of your cat's pain, the sooner you can begin to help your cat feel better. The reason cats hide pain is because in the wild, they're prey for other animals when they exhibit signs of weakness. So even though cats are predators, predators they're small predators. So other larger predators, of course, uh, can find injured animals vulnerable. So cats are excellent at masking pain. A cat showing signs of pain is uh, makes them weak and vulnerable. So they're really, really good at pretending like everything's fine, even when they're not. Recently, a team of researchers developed a list of 25 behavioral changes that indicate pain in cats, which you can find in the article attached to this video on our website. Most cats in pain do not vocalize. However, if your cat that is typically silent is either crying or meowing more or even has an increase in the respiration rate, you need to be thinking that there's probably some type of discomfort occurring in their body that you want to address immediately. 
Sometimes the only symptom of pain is uh, a new behavior, like the kitty skips a meal or is all of a sudden under the bed a whole lot more than they have been before. So you want to include behavior changes as a means of potentially diagnosing pain. Since relieving kitty's pain is the first priority, oftentimes we have to treat the pain separately while we're doing diagnostics to figure out why the pain is there. If your cat requires surgery, then obviously there's going to be pain involved. So no matter how minor or routine the procedure is, you need to ask your veterinarian how they're intending on managing pain. So for example, when pre-medications are given before anesthesia, it not only helps decrease pain in the, pa in the patient, um, it can also help sedate them prior, but it also increases the effectiveness of the anesthesia so the cat requires less anesthesia. So ideally, uh, you're working with a veterinarian who understands all of this and is identifying appropriate pain management before, during, and after the surgical procedure. That's really important because it's shocking to me the number of veterinarians that still aren't administering regular or routine pain management during surgical procedures because they wait until the patient expresses a need for pain management and then they supply it. And that really is not only um, unfair to the animal, it actually prevents pain management from being perfectly effective. So thinking about pain preemptively before the patient's going to acquire pain is not only kind, it's smart. So that's a discussion for your veterinarian if you know your cat is undergoing any type of surgical procedure. Ideally, when you're dealing with a vet that understands the importance of pain management and is well-versed in the most appropriate drugs needed for felines to prevent and alleviate pain, um, that's obviously ideal. Most importantly, if your cat has undergone any type of procedure, whether it's a dental extraction or they've had anything cut off of them, it's important that if you envision it would be painful for you, then you need to be asking for pain medication from your veterinarian, even if they don't automatically offer it. So make sure you just demand it. The vast majority of cats experience a great amount of stress when taken to the veterinarian. So fear and anxiety actually make pain worse, as does being restrained for any reason. So if you already have a painful cat and that gets really stressed at the veterinarian and they have to go to the veterinarian, uh, or if there are some procedures that will need to be performed while you're there, you might want to consider asking your veterinarian for either some anti-anxiety medication that will help reduce your cat's response or for extremely stressed cats, the very kindest option I can recommend is a few puffs of gas anesthesia. Think of it like nitrous gas. If you have a dental anxiety, you go to the dentist and you know you're having a cavity filled, a lot of you will wisely pick a gas that will help relax you um, and help make the procedure more bearable for you. And the same can be true in veterinary medicine. So rather than unnecessarily harsh restraint for an already overstressed cat, I strongly advocate the use of inhalant ga gas as a very safe and gentle, kind and appropriate approach to acquire the diagnostics necessary to get a correct diagnosis for why the cat's painful without contributing additionally to this um, uh, stressful situation where there's a lot of handling or restraining involved. You can also inquire whether the veterinary clinic uses uh, synthetic feline facial pheromones, which is a spray that helps calm patients. And these pheromones um, have been really beneficial for many, many cats to help cope with stressful situations. They come in diffusers and they can be plugged in the exam rooms or misted on the kitty to just help them relax before the procedure begins. Uh, they can also, this spray can also be sprayed on tables, towels, and hands. And I also like to coach my, my clients with highly stressed cats through some things they can do at home before the veterinary visit, including flower essences. There's uh, dozens of different flower essences, including rescue remedy, that can be very safe and beneficial for the highly stressed feline patient. 
Diagnosing pain can be quite challenging. If your veterinarian can't determine the discomfort in your cat, I recommend seeing another type of practitioner. So for instance, you could get a second opinion from an animal chiropractor or a rehabilitation practitioner, which is someone who practices basically physical therapy for cats and dogs. Many of my clients actually report that animal communicators and Reiki masters have been incredibly beneficial at identifying the underlying source of discomfort in their cats when veterinarians have not been able to do so. My point is that you need to keep looking for the root cause of pain in your cat until you have identified it. Don't let your veterinarian just send you home with pain pills when you don't yet know why your cat's painful. Pain medication for cats requires special knowledge and careful attention. For example, certain opioids like narcotic painkillers cause fewer side effects than, in kitties than other species. And most NSAIDs, which are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, actually create more side effects in cats than other species. So it's not that we can't use NSAIDs in cats. It's that we have to be very, very cautious of the type of NSAID, the dose of the NSAID, and the duration of therapy. Many veterinarians like to use steroids like prednisone, which unfortunately, although they manage inflammation well, they do have long-term potential consequences. Your veterinarian should be very well-versed in the latest research and most appropriate medications for feline pain management. And if they're using drugs on a short-term basis to manage unidentified pain, you need to ask what their plan is for identifying the underlying source. As most readers here know, I'm always very cautious about using medications on a long-term basis unnecessarily, whether it's vaccines or antibiotics or steroid therapy, whether it's constant flea and tick preventives or any other pharmaceutical or pesticide agent that carries potential side effects. We really recommend, of course, that you're thinking about why we're using these and are they truly necessary. The alleviation and management of an animal's pain is a different ballgame in some instances because I'm not shy about using appropriate pain relief drugs as needed. I use them to make the patient feel more comfortable and as, as comfortable as possible while I'm trying to find an underlying reason for the pain. So in some cases, such as terminal bone cancer, I rely heavily on drug painkillers for the remainder of an animal's life just to keep them comfortable. And that's really important. But for the vast majority of my patients, I'm able to wean them off of their drugs and onto a variety of other non-drug complementary therapies. Or, at least with integrative therapy, we're able to re dramatically reduce the frequency and dose of the drugs needed to manage pain because we have balanced the patient on a variety of other non-toxic options that do an effective job of pain management. Since felines are physiologically very unique, there are a few effective pharmacologic agents that can be safely given long-term to control chronic conditions like arthritis. But the other great thing is that there's a lot of alternative therapies that can alleviate your kitty's pain naturally. And so our goal is to provide the least amount of drugs possible. The goal would be no drugs at all, but above all, we wanna make sure that the kitty's pain is appropriately managed with the least amount of agents that could have side effects. The great news about integrative therapy is that we have a lot of non-toxic options, including chiropractic, therapeutic massage, stretching exercises, acupuncture, laser therapy, the CC loop, which is a form of pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. So in the case of arthritic pain, there's a lot of different things you can do. There are supplements that you can add to your cat's diet that can provide the raw materials for cartilage repair and maintenance, as well as slow down arthritis production. And that includes things like glucosamine sulfate, MSM, and eggshell membrane. If your cat is overweight, it's important to begin dieting him down to a healthy weight to decrease the amount of pain and inflammation throughout her body. 
It's also important to feed your kitty an anti-inflammatory diet, which means eliminating pro-inflammatory foods that create inflammation throughout the body, which makes the pain cycle worse. This means you need to eliminate all grains going into your cat's diet and members of the nightshade family, such as potatoes, which are found in most grain-free cat foods. So just because cat foods are grain-free, it doesn't mean that they're carb-free. And all carbohydrates eventually create an inflammatory response in cats. Homeopathic remedies often work wonders on cats dealing with chronic pain, as does CBD oil. So those are two great options you can discuss with your integrative veterinarian. Many kitties also tolerate turmeric and omega-3 fatty acids, as well as boswellia added to their food, which all help naturally reduce inflammation. I recommend working with a holistic or integrative veterinarian to determine how to best treat your kitty's chronic pain condition. And as I mentioned before, once we discover the most effective alternative treatments for kitties with chronic pain, painful conditions, we can actually then begin to gradually reduce or even eliminate the need for drugs that are used to manage the painful condition because we're capable of offering them alternatives that do such a great job without the need for drug intervention.